Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews, where we are watching the top 100 IMDb movies as voted by fans and talking about them as we watch them. No particular order. Just whatever we are in the mood for. Yeah. For example, we just watched all three Lord of the Rings movies. And then for a palate cleanser, what did we watch? We watched Toy Story. Toy Story 1. The, f- the first one. The yeah. first Toy Story. I don't think I've ever heard it called Toy Story 1 before. What did you think of Toy Story the first? I'd have to say this has to be one of the top 100 movies of all time. Now, normally we take notes and I write down the release date and the director, but I did not do that this time. Uh, I believe it's 1998. Uh, I'm going to say 99. No, Um, I'm going to say 2000. 1995. Oh, shit. We're both wrong. Well, that makes sense because this movie looks like shit. (laughs) (laughs) It looks bad. It is directed by John Lasseter, Lee Unkrich, Josh Cooley, and Valerie Lapointe. Why? Uh, why do these uh, these Pixar joints always have like four directors? Well, there's probably an art director, character design director. There's a lot more going on in animation than a lot of people think. Uh, John Lasseter, Lasseter, is the main director. Uh, I don't know what those other Yahoos are credited for, but I feel another... like I've heard the name Lasseter before. Um, Lassiter is the name of the detective in Psych. Okay, that is why. But the 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 dick. Yeah. Dick guy. Uh, ta- uh, Timothy, not Oliphant. Oh. Uh, Osmondson, something like that. The actor's name. Yeah, but you probably know John Lassiter because he also directed A Bug's Life, Toy Story Two, Cars, and Cars Two. I digress. A uh, crazy thing about uh, who the screenplay is by, Dan. Oh, fuck. Yeah, the, there's a bunch of people, and I'm only going to remember two of the key ones. Actually, don't have to remember any of them. Um, Joss Whedon and Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers are credited. There's also Andrew Stanton and uh, Alex Sokolow, who I'm not familiar with those two. But when Joel Cohen popped up on the screen... And Joss Whedon, it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Are those two just sitting around thinking about toys talking prior to this movie? And then they're like, we're going to make one of the most influential films of all time or write one of them? Yeah, Joss Whedon's a huge nerd, I think. Well, he did Buffy and Firefly. And uh, Avengers. Yep. Age, Age of Ultron and the first one, I think. And yeah, I've never... Doll's he did House. Alias as well, didn't he? He has, yeah, he has quite the uh, writing belt. He's got an impressive plus plus two to uh, prose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so some pretty impressive names on the screenplay for this one. And well, when's the last time you've seen this movie? Oh, uh, or what were you gonna say? It sounded like you were gonna add on to that. And I'm like, I was gonna, um, I was gonna make a dumb joke like. Joss Whedon, but did you know Tom Hanks is also in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Thanks. Watching this movie, speaking of Tom Hanks and Woody and all that, um, because Tom Hanks is Woody and then Tim Allen is is Buzz. Buzz. 
Um, and then Wallace Shawn is T-Rex. Yeah. Didn't know that? Rex. Rex. It's just Rex. Oh, shit. It's like saying the Spider-Man. Yeah. A bit of a faux pas. Well, in his wrestling days, not so much. Oh. Man Spider. That was a sick Tobey Maguire reference. Or Spider-Man canon reference. Uh, but I'm only familiar with the Tobey Maguire movies and then Tom Holland and all that. Don't read comics. Comics Andrew are cool, though. Griffith. Garfield. Garfield. Andrew Griffith. <laughs> it's the Andy Griffith hour. <laughs> he fights crime and his uncle dies. <laughs> well, when is the last time you've seen this movie? That's a really good question. Uh, probably not in the 2000s. It's not one I come back to. That's crazy to me. That's because a lie because I was born in 94. So probably in the You had to come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it when I was five and a half, and it just really embedded itself. Um, that's surprising to me that you say not since the 2000s, or, you know, for a long time, is what you mean, I assume. Um, because when I had a sketchbook out during the movie, he said, are you taking notes for this one? In this incredulous voice, like, how could you need to take notes for something we all know and have seen so frequently? I'm like, no, no, I'm not taking notes. And uh, now I now I don't have notes, and I'm confident because I really only have two points of feedback uh, on this movie, or one point of positive feedback and one point of critique. Um, and I've already blown my critique uh, load. Uh, which is... Your mom listens to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> She's way behind. She's like, I get here for months. Um, but that is that it looks like garbage. Uh, so maybe it was sooner than then, because well, this the plot's pretty basic. I don't know. Hyper basic. Uh, Should we talk about it? Yeah. Well, I forgot how much of a dick Woody is. Woody is an asshole. He's, he's a terrible man. Very needy. Because my perception of Woody is from Toy Story three and four. Yeah, and he's much. a hero. Yeah, he's, he's really compassionate guy. in yeah. those movies. So maybe maybe that's why I don't come back to the first Toy Story because my perception of Woody needs to be. Christine. Yeah. I will say this is probably on the level of like Aragorn breaking his toe <laughs> of IMDb trivia. But you know how in the original screenplay Woody was going to be this villain and manipulative and kind of psychopathic with all the other toys? Um, I did not know that. Oh, yeah. And the initial screenplay had him be basically uh, a fucking like as much of an asshole as he is now. He was going to be abusive, pretty much, to that, the other toys and be like a ringleader. Whoa. So that kind of comes through, but they've toned his <laughs> his villainy back from psycho-abusive to being pretty prideful and... Uh, <laughs> why are you holding back laughs to this degree? <laughs> I just thought of that meme. <laughs> oh, the toes. Toes <laughs> <laughs> it's like Aragorn doesn't want to do it, but Sam commanded it. Oh, I also no. love how that. it cuts to Masham. He's like, Mash, like he's leaned over and screaming, and it looks like he's just. We'll put the meme on our Instagram. Yeah. Rookie movie reviews on Twitter or uh, Instagram, not Twitter. God. Here's what we were guffawing about at minute eight. 
the reason I'm crying right now is because <laughs> of the dumbest meme you've ever seen. Uh, also, our high cat. Is Does he have a lot of catnip in his system? If you're playing with him, all his toys are covered in it. He's... I feel like he's got enough of an immunity so that playing with toys with catnip no longer really does it for him. Oh, it's too bright in here. <laughs> Pugsley is adjusting uh, terribly to our new cat. It's a good time. It's really stressful and super fun. We yeah. Sometimes they're friends. Most of the times they're fighting. Yeah. Hopefully gradually over the course of a few months he, we see a shift. In any case, let's hop into the summary. Yeah. Right, so... The Toy Story movie begins with us meeting uh, Andy and Woody. Woody is Andy's favorite toy. Everybody knows this, of course. And it's a very sweet little segment of a child having fun playing with a toy. And, you know, this dream uh, imagination scenario of, you know, like you would when you were playing with toys. It's very touching. And then the reveal after, of course, is that all the toys are alive. The whoa. hook of the movie, whoa! And they are planning out. It's funny they they run like a company pretty much, like they all live together, but they have to have their meetings and plan out. Like, okay, the birthday's next week, and then the first major hook of the movie is that oh, the birthday's today. There's going to be a new toy, so everyone is very nervous about the uh, birthday toy. But anyway, I know that we kind of jump through the first. The, the end of the birthday party with the reveal of Buzz Lightyear as a toy is basically 20 minutes into the movie. So what are your impressions from the the opening or like what what kind of sticks with you? Yeah, Woody's a dick and I don't know why Bo Peep and Slinky like him so much. Yeah, they're very like Bo Peep. Oh, I, I just remembered a different point. The blinking. Oh, yeah. How Every character, even the humans, they blink. And uh, I think it's in, like, um, Spongebob or Rick and Morty or something when someone is, like, it's Rick and Morty when they blink and it's uh, asynchronous blinking and their eyelids shut at different times. It must have been an effort by the animators to make it look more natural rather than perfect clockwork-like blinking, you know? But uh, it doesn't work at all. And no. it's creepy and it makes them look vacant <laughs> to a degree. Yeah. Vacant. I thought they did a... This comes much later in the movie. Well, no, it doesn't necessarily. Because when they're still versus when they're active, I think there's a certain light to their eyes. Yeah, they definitely are human-like. Anthropomorphic. Yes. They they get they have charm and uh, soul to them, I guess you could say. They're not just plastic. Well, Bo Peep is made of porcelain. She does not look like it. Not in this one. The textures in this movie are so bad. The most jarring thing is Mr. Potato Head. You see him and he looks like bumpy football skin. And it's disgusting. And then you compare that to something like Toy Story 4, which is gorgeous. Yeah. And it's really impressive. The advance uh, over the course of, what would it have been, like 23 years, I guess. From 95 to 2018, 2019. Mm, don't give me numbers. I don't want to try to do the math. Well, <laughs> we'll say 20 plus years <laughs> of advancement. This this is not a movie you watch to marvel at the technical prowess anymore. Not anymore. 
No. So, Buzz Lightyear comes into the picture. He doesn't know he's a toy. I think we're all pretty familiar with the plot, so we can kind of scoot through it. And he wants to rebuild a spaceship, and everyone is in awe with Buzz Lightyear because he's a very... He's the most modern toy that Andy seems to own. So Andy's also super excited about it, too. And even though there's only a week left before they have to move, slowly all the Woody posters and pictures in his bed sheets switch over to Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Which, come on. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you have a week to like, move. We'll put that in at the new place. Yeah. <laughs> Especially... <laughs> The mom and uh, Andy and the baby seem to have a pretty healthy relationship. It seems like the dad's not in the picture, which is too bad. It doesn't work out as well for Sid, whose dad does seem to be in the picture, but he's a deadbeat. We get to see him watching TV in his den with a bunch of cans, and come on. Yeah, he said the neighbor is pretty, pretty tragic. I feel like... I don't know. It must have been intentional because this movie was made by adults and animated by adults and they know what they were animating there. But when I watched it as a kid, it was always like, oh, Sid's scary. He's he mean to his toys. And now it's like, oh. Tragic. Sid's neglected. Kid can skate, though. Yeah, he can. <laughs> they must have just been like, do cool skate tricks. <laughs> and they made him a professional level street skater <laughs> yeah just, he's pretty grunge he's pretty hardcore yeah i probably well at least it's toys that he's fucking with and not pets like the dog is well taken care of by sid so he's just crappy to inanimate objects that's something i wonder they they didn't go all in and i feel kind of dumb for critiquing the movie for this because it's like oh it's a kid's movie and the clues of an abusive or neglectful home are there you well, can't be too overt, though, obviously. Yeah, but you could be a little more overt because it's like Sid's room and the den look like depressing hell holes. And then the rest is like suburban heaven, you know? And yeah. it's uh, all very uh, clean and everything. Well, and Sid's room doesn't look... That looks like teenage boy messy. Yeah, Not except for all the torture. neckbeard nest messy. Also, his parents are letting him get fireworks over... The internet? Or telephone orders or something? Huh. Also, he has braces. And and braces are he not is cheap. not maintaining dental hygiene that is necessary with those braces. Yeah, his teeth look brown. Yeah, that, that He's too young to be drinking teeth. coffee. Yeah, he must just like... Not brush. Not brush. Or eat a lot of mustard. Does that turn your teeth brown? It turns your teeth yellow. The Germans are screwed. Uh-huh. <laughs> All, it's they, all, that all they do over there is Wait. eat mustard. Maybe mustard, like whole seed mustard is abrasive or something. Something ah. like that. It is abrasive flavor-wise. But texture-wise. If you use mustard to brighten your teeth, it's got to be something gritty in there. Uh, where, anyway. So Buzz Lightyear shows up. <laughs> and there's basically ten minutes of the movie where Buzz He's is the cool shit. toy. Yeah. yeah. And Woody is very evidently concerned because he's andy's favorite and now he's not well andy's he favorite. was yeah <laughs> yeah and now buzz is the new hotness and the next plot point i remember and i don't know how far into the movie this is is that woody uh is wanting to be taken to pizza planet because andy's mom is going to take him there because moving has made her hungry uh, and it's like oh be have fun with your kids very nice she's like we're going to pizza planet you get to bring one toy which 
obviously he's going to choose Buzz. And Buzz is still in his toy delusion at this moment. So... Uh... Spaceman delusion. Oh, he yes. he doesn't think he's a toy. Yeah, he's in his toy denial. Woody conspires to trap him behind the dresser. He, who does he conspire with? The RC car. Is that a conspiracy or is he just getting RC to help him? I don't think he's getting RC to help him so much as he is forcing RC to help him. So it's not, is that a conspiracy? I'm just nitpicking your word choice. I don't Plans. have to. Woody makes a plan to be a bastard. <laughs> Woody he is, is a bastard, bastard man. Uh, the plan goes south and he ends up rocketing Buzz out the window. On accident? On accident. Well, yeah. It, it The plan goes so south that he basically kills Buzz because everyone thinks they fell into Sid's yard. Um, but then uh, Andy is forced to take Woody because that's the only it? toy. Pizza well, that's not the only toy. That's just his distant second favorite. Yeah, his far in far in the rear favorite. While Andy is looking for Buzz, the rest of the toys find out from RC that Woody knocked Buzz out the window, and they all think he killed him. And now they're anti-Woody because Woody is a murderer, which makes sense because Woody was teetering on asshole already. And now he's seemingly killed someone. So they all hate him. And Woody's motivation is hang out with Andy. But when he gets he sees Buzz, he realizes that's his shot at redemption. So his motivation mostly for bringing Buzz back is so that the other toys don't oust him. Yeah, he he's specifically says, oh, I'm saved uh i'm i'm still in good standing and tries to convince buzz to come back with him yeah. you know like we can all let this blow over right buddy i never meant to kick you out the window very much in denial in his character growth at this point so like like you said it's a pretty simple progression of um yeah. accepting change and you know letting letting things become new or whatever the hell you want to say yeah so, Buzz still seems lost, and they need to get gas. I mean, ugh, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Look at that minivan. It's probably a 10-gallon tank. It's the 90s. It's a behemoth. That is a behemoth. It's a very unfuel-efficient car, and again, the interior of the cars. So, my experience was, you see the movie start, and you're like, this looks horrible. Yeah. And then the toys are doing their thing, and you kind of get used to the fact that humans look particularly bad, and you're like, okay. It's stylized. It's stylized, whatever. This is the best they could do. And then they get inside a car, and it is back to looking horrible. It is so bad. They get separated at a gas station on the way to Pizza Planet, and Woody sees a Pizza Planet truck. And they have to hitch a ride on this truck, and they try and make it look dirty. Well... So he gets out of the van. Him and Buzz begin to fight. Yeah, they're both out of the van, and the van takes off. Yeah. And then, an, uh, what what is the word for a semi? A semi-truck. Ha, ha, ha. Semi-truck comes through, and Woody almost gets hit, and Buzz is distracted, and Woody sees a Pizza Planet delivery truck. Yes. And that has a spaceship on it, because it's Pizza Planet. So he convinces Buzz that that's a spaceship. And now they're on their way to Pizza Planet. And again, the interior of the truck, as bad as I dislike the van, yeah. the truck is even worse. They 
try and put in details and you never really realize how many details go into an animated movie yeah until you see one that is truly constrained by the technology of its time like toy story is it's interesting to watch just to see like it makes me appreciate all the stuff that we see now like I, I wouldn't care about a bunch of cans blowing in the in the wind or something. Like, oh, yeah, it's a dirty city. I get it. But after seeing them be like, this truck is filthy. There's three cans back there and no other debris. It's dirty. It's like, <laughs> My oh, geez. Subaru is messier than that. <laughs> yeah. We, we don't keep a clean Subaru, that's for sure. My Subaru hasn't seen a vacuum since I bought it. <laughs> Well, with the virus. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not touching there. a random vacuum handle. Exactly. And we only have a handheld vacuum, so it's really it's not reasonable. The economy. It's in shambles. <laughs> it truly is. Yeah. <laughs> Three grown men not have $800 between them. <laughs> so we're at Pizza Planet, which yeah. for all of the bad-looking stuff. Mouse Casino the, where they eat pizza served by a rat. <laughs> the the pizza planet looks good, and I think it's because it's dark, and there's a lot of unnatural colors like neon and purples and things like that that uh, are kind of lend themselves better to a dated computer graphics system. Uh, I wasn't, like Tron. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I wasn't totally off put by the appearance of Pizza Planet like it was for most of the movie. And its appearance, you know. Well, some of the background characters moved really weirdly. Oh, I didn't even notice. I was just oh, watching yeah. Woody and Buzz run around. Trying they to get had into the... less budget. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, so they try and get back to the kid, but Buzz is on his l- spaceship stuff. He's on his shit. He's on his shit again. <laughs> and they end up with the greatest side characters of all time. The aliens and the claw machine. Little green ghouls, man. Cover your knees if you're walking around. But uh, it's now very... Can... Oh, what? Sorry, I got excited. I was going to say, now we can tag it with It's Always Sunny. And I-A-S-I-P. That mm-hmm. is a common search phrase. SEO. Black hat SEO. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, left-hand path SEO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll start whispering incantations back here, yeah. and then you continue with the podcast, and then we'll be able to imbibe some magical uh, influence into the search results. Uh, so, <laughs> I will say for the plot, it is mighty convenient that Sid just happens to be at Pizza Planet at the same time that uh, the family is, but who wins? Oh, it's also convenient that the claw machine is not rigged to high hell at a kid's arcade. Because I think that's the greater plot convenience. Than Sid being there? Yeah, he won twice in a row. Oh, yeah. It, it is so unlikely because, uh, for anyone who's listening that does not know, I think everybody probably knows, uh, not, not just the general statement of carnival games are rigged, but claw machines are typically on a timer to only have enough tensile strength in the claw to actually grasp a toy you know, one every 20 or one every 30 attempts. So if you want to win a claw machine, you sit there and watch people use it until someone wins. And then you count how many times it takes until someone else wins. And then you count again up until you're one before that number and then hop in and use the 
uh, rotation. So basically, if you want to win a claw machine, you sit there for three hours or whatever and watch people play it until you know the count. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Sid takes uh, Woody and Buzz home to his to his pad. Sid takes them back in his backpack with a little green ghoul, and he skates up super cool to his house, which is right next door to Andy's, and he gives his dog... The little green man. Oh my god, he's an evil bastard. He gave his dog a chew toy. Yeah, that's a good way. I was going to say, it's really sadistic, but he doesn't know toys live. They're like, hey, here's garbage. I guess it's a good allegory for respecting your things. Yeah. But anyway, he gets them back upstairs, and he runs into his sister on the way there, and he steals her doll, which is actually sadistic. Because he's going to cut off its head, and he gives the doll back once he's replaced the head with a pterodactyl toy. Which freaks his little sister out. She runs off screaming. And then Sid gets called down to dinner, maybe? I don't remember what exactly. He gets like Pop-Tarts or something. Uh, That's in the morning. Anyway, he gets called away. Oh, no, no, no! Sally runs off screaming and crying. And Sid's like, whatever she's saying, it's a lie. Right, right. Whatever. He's an asshole. He is an asshole older brother. But once he's gone, the other toys start coming out. And it looks like they cannibalize the doll and the pterodactyl. And I will say that this scene was, I recall it being horrifying when I first saw this movie. It was disturbing. There's a baby head on metal legs. Yeah, and it goes, Mama! Yeah, and it, oh, oh, God, all the toys are so creepy, and it was very effective. The baby head is the iconic one, of course, but um, they look like they're ripping up some dolls, and it is not for a while until we realize that they were actually repairing the dolls, being the victims of torture, uh, basically, by Sid. Learn a lot. I also like the change in vibe, because obviously Sid's room, as you say, is teen boy messy, Andy's room is a young child, but... Andy's room is very clean, full of primary colors. Sid's is dark and dingy. And when Andy's coming back, all the toys are like, oh, get back to where you were and flop and act like you're just a toy again. But Sid's toys actively hide and they run in fear. And I don't know, it's probably reading too much into it, but he probably leaves those toys out when he's, you know, experimenting with them or whatever. And he just does not have the presence to realize that they run and actively hide from him. I don't think... I don't think that's reading too much into it. I think that is highly accurate. Yeah. And Buzz and Woody don't hide because they don't trust the other toys. So they're out in the open when Sid comes back with his giant rocket from the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Giant ass rocket. He's going to blast off what they call the wimpy cowboy doll or something. Yeah. Because he's cotton. Oh, yeah. He is made out of cotton. How does he stand? I don't think it does. Woody? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I was <laughs> I was thinking in terms of actual, like, As if he toy. were a toy, <laughs> he wouldn't stand. Because, <laughs> like, Buzz Lightyear could stand. Oh, it's yeah. Hard plastic certainly. joints. Uh, but <laughs> Woody just kind of, like, flops back and forth. Yeah. He's like around. Gumby. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be freaky if he moved like Gumby. Because his head, he's probably so top heavy. Yeah. 
It's set as a solid plastic on it top of like a completely it, yeah. fabric body, except for the little voice parts. Huh. Anyway. Buzz loses an arm. And Woody gets the attention of his compatriots across the alley. And he tries to convince them that him and Buddy are both okay. Him and Buzz are both buddies and they're okay. And then he accidentally reveals it's a severed arm. And they're all like, oh, okay. You're for real fucked up. You're a murderer. Yeah. I do want to wind back because Buzz losing his arm is one of the more key plot moments. Oh, sure. Um, Buzz, up to this point, still believes he's with Space Command. And they try to escape Sid's house. They get separated by a dog. And then Buzz goes into the den we were talking about and sees his commercial. Which is very heartbreaking. It's like, oh damn, really brought low. But then the movie creators were like, we're going to bring him lower. (laughs) So they have him be brought to his lowest point. He realizes he's a toy. And then he says, you know what? I'm not going to let that get me down. I believe in myself. I I can get through that window. I'm going to fly off. And he tries to jump and fly through a window because he believes, despite what he knows. And then he falls. <laughs> and then he loses his arm. And it's like okay, so fair. cruel. Fair. But uh, the what? Fair. fair. Yeah. And then the sister yeah, uh, who Mrs. actually... Yeah, Nesbitt. Yeah, who actually has a respect for her toys, it seems. Um dresses him up as Mrs. Nesbitt as a tea party and then he kind of has a peak depressive episode and a mental break in that he is both torn between like the, the movie wanted it to be a joke for the adults that he was really drunk on tea it's like oh enough tea for you buddy because uh, he's slurred and uh, kind of erratic and then he's also having like a complete breakdown panic attack like using his arm as an airplane. So this was kind of, if I'm being nitpicky, a little inconsistent for me in that it's like you can pick one or the other, but don't have it be like he's depressed and feels worthless, but he's so depressed and feels so worthless that like he's manifesting it in a silly way, you know, like, ah, my arm's a plane or whatever. It it didn't jive with me entirely. In any yeah. case. Well, he won't experience mania mania during a depressive episode. I don't think that's traditional. Yeah. yeah it I could don't, be. What do I know? I don't I'm not know a psychologist. Yeah. But Just I in agree. the context of this one event. It was it definitely supposed to be like, oh, he's not super sad. Look, his arm's an airplane. Yeah. It is a fucking kids movie after all. I don't know what happened. I don't remember what happens next. Oh, so Buzz gets tied up to the rocket. Woody hides underneath a milk crate. And he gets placed on a desk with a toolbox set on top of him. And since he's made of cotton, he can't lift it off. Buzz gets strapped to the rocket. And this is morning. And now Sid gets called down for Pop-Tarts. While he's in the middle of a bowl of Fruit Loops. And also melting a hole into Woody's forehead. <laughs> Busy kid. Busy kid. It's a, it's a Saturday. You know, it's summer. <laughs> summer before you had a job. Those were the best summers. Yeah. Bike, bike rides. Not destroying toys. 
I never melted a toy with a magnifying glass. Yeah, I never tried to do that either. Uh, what was the craziest thing I did to a toy? Um, I cut all of my Barbie's hair off once. I think that's pretty standard practice for a young girl. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I'm pretending it cut hair. I've had my hair cut. Ah. I'll grow back or whatever. Ah, mm, yeah, I guess. I don't know if you think that far ahead when you're cutting up your Barbie's hair. Oh. I don't think you think it'll come back, but hey, maybe. Anyway, they make a plan to escape, and it is not fruitful. And now Woody needs, uh, well, wait. They repair Buzz before he gets strapped to the rocket. The other can tools, the other toys don't cannibalize him. They help him. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And he sees that they had repaired the doll and the pterodactyl as well. So yeah. he, he learns a valuable lesson about judging his peers. Right. So now he is calling upon them for help. Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> when has Gondor answered the call of Rohan? Why should we help them? Yeah, so they have a really fun sequence of all of the... They, they basically say, we're going to have to break a few rules to pull us out. Because the moving truck next door is leaving. They're, they're on a very tight timeline to get over next door and return home to Andy. And he's about to be launched off. Buzz is about to be launched off on a rocket. And Woody convinces all these toys to reveal to Sid that they are alive. And there's a pretty gratifying scene where Woody is on a barbecue because Sid's going to burn him later. And he starts saying his voice lines to freak Sid out. Where he's basically saying, I'm talking to you, Sid. And uh, Sid realizes that he's being talked to by this toy. And then Woody goes fully animated and reveals that toys are alive. Yeah, and they're all circling Sid. Yeah, they're the coming out of the mud and toys. all sorts of horror movie so, sequences. Not only they're not breaking a few rules, they're breaking the cardinal rule. Yeah. They are revealing that toys live to this crazy ass kid. And assumedly are immortal cuz plastic takes forever to break down. Yeah. I don't So can they feel themselves decay? That's a good question, because I know that there was a throwaway joke in the beginning where Woody's like, that plastic deterioration seminar was really great. Thank you, Mr. Spell, or whatever. Yeah. And then, I, I was going to say, like, I wonder what the other movies deal with in terms of that. Because I think the oldest doll is from Toy Story 4, and she's that collector doll, the villain from Toy Story 4. Oh, yeah. And she basically, like, it's basically like, oh, I was really loved by someone else and then given up. So I'm disillusioned now with the whole toy thing. But that was just one generation. And there are toys that could fuck up a worldview, you know, in terms of how long <laughs> they've been around. I think of all, well, what about sex toys? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Put some googly all guy guys' eyes on them. That's canonically possible because in Toy Story 4, it's just a spork with googly eyes and clay feet, <laughs> and then it becomes anthropomorphized and it has an existential crisis. Uh, that joke would have been better if I could have gotten googly eyes out in one try. That was a good joke. Thanks. That was very funny. But in any case, they escape, and now they're like chasing the moving van. Um, 
Which is a fun chase sequence. You know, we get some rising action, falling action, all that. It's probably the most like, uh, rememberable, rememberable portion of the movie because it's when Buzz and Woody truly bond and become actual friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we're flying. Oh, I'm not flying. I'm falling in style. Yeah. Our journey a... has brought us to the point where we have camaraderie. Yeah. Friendly camaraderie. Blessed. They reunite. With the other toys. With the other toys. Everything is explained away. Yeah. Uh, all the toys forgive him because Buzz forgave him, I guess. Because... Well, they, they only disliked him because they thought he killed Buzz. And now he saved them. So don't jump to conclusions. Mob mentality. <laughs> and then uh, the end of the movie kind of reveals that, hey, we uh, are now dealing with a puppy. It's an echo of the beginning it's where... Woody was very scared of the new toy, and now Buzz is scared of the new yeah, toy. Like, oh, come on. Pals. You're not afraid. Yeah, yeah. And it's a nice closer um, yeah. to, the, to the flick. It, uh, it's good. Uh, what would you say the moral of the story is? There's a lot, I think. Honestly, like, kind of being okay with change. Because it's about moving and a new toy and the status quo being upset. But I also think just uh, willing to understand others, you know, like Woody and Buzz come to understand one another. And then the whole sequence with Sid's toys and uh, the whole mob mentality of Andy's other toys into welcoming Woody back in. So basically just, you know, respect and empathy. Your standard kid movie stuff. Okay, yeah. I agree. Uh, Woody looking lascivious after every Bo Peep interaction kind of threw me off. Because I didn't really remember that. I knew they were in love, but I didn't know how weird it was. Yeah. He he looks very... um, Skeevy. Skeevy. He's a skeevy looking character. He's got a long faced, noodly, long, creepy arms. That long faced bitch. <laughs> but he's got a long face, and I hate it. <laughs> looks like scum. Uh, what are your What are your pluses and minuses? I mean, what I, What holds up? Why is Toy Story worth the, watching again? The message holds up because the animation does not. No. There's multiple times where you can see them try and make a facial animation and they just can't work it out. Like, Woody tries to do a clever, like, smirk and his face, like, basically turns into a triangle and his smile is super off-putting. Yeah, there's also a scene, uh, Andy can't find Woody or Buzz at bedtime and the mom strokes his face and it's just two very different textures interacting. Uh, the people in general. The people... Okay, even like, oh, it's stylized. If this movie came out today, I'd... It would not do well, even with a message. Yeah, no. It, it is very much on the list for what it did for animated movies, I think. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, like, look. 95, computer I Computer mean, animation. I hate what computer... I hate what CG did to uh, 2D animation, because... Disney sunk a lot of money into that new technology and Treasure Planet we've all we've all probably seen that half hour uh, being you, me, and our imaginary audience that really likes movies so they've done a lot of research as opposed to 
your your mom and Morgan. <laughs> um, there's this really interesting. It's a half hour long. It's just a YouTube video, but it's about why Treasure Planet didn't do so well at the box office. And it's because Disney didn't pour as much into marketing for Treasure Planet because they kind of wanted to get away from 2D animation. And this was a pet project for two pretty prestigious animators. And it was it was their last chance at 2D. And it's a great movie, but it didn't do well. Because Disney was moving to the direction of CG. And Princess and the Frog is the last 2D one to come out. And that one actually did pretty well. But from then on... I mean, we Home on the Range didn't do well either. But Princess and the Frog, I think, is definitely up there. Probably mostly because it's a princess movie. So it's really easy to market to young girls. Uh, plus the benefit of it being um, an African-American character. I was going to say POC, but uh, African-American is also very accurate. But uh, I guess the prince, I don't know where he's from, but he is a person of color. Regardless... That did well. And then they did Frozen, which has done so extraordinarily well. I don't think any of us anticipated Frozen doing so well, but it has. Uh, and that's the animation level of quality I expect from Disney. So coming back to Toy Story after seeing Tangled, after seeing Frozen, Cars even, but I haven't seen Cars in so long, maybe it's different. But coming back from that to watch Toy Story... It is so off-putting. Like, some shadows, it's like, oh, okay, that looks like realistic shadowing. And then, <laughs> like, oh, this person's grabbing something, I guess. I think this is probably about where 3D video games are right now. That's probably equivalent. Virtual reality video games. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, I think you'd be surprised by VR. Have you seen like clips of Half-Life Alex? It's basically no. you're as good as any other first-person shooter except the hand is you I'm know. thinking of the hand. Yeah, there it's like a floating hand. There's no way to really map the arm to look good. So yeah. they they're kind of just like, okay, we're going to just cut it off. It'll be a floating hand, but the rest of the world is very much I'm talking all about that hand, baby. Okay. I see what you mean. All about the hand. Um, I think it would be fun if you have a free weekend, watch, and this is like to the listener, not you and I, but uh, watch Toy Story, Toy Story 1, spend a few hours thinking about it, and then watch Coco. Oh, man, I wish, I wish I'd pulled Coco out of my hat, but I got stuck on the Disney Princess franchise. Oh, no, yeah. They're, they're all Coco gorgeous, but... Up? Up. I just say Coco because I think of that that bridge of uh, leaves or flowers and then the Undead that's... City. Because those are so visually Miracles. striking that when you compare it to something like Toy Story, where they're figuring out how to make a car look dirty... And then you go to Coco where they're like, look at this metropolis and you can count the windows if you so choose. And it is amazingly gorgeous. Um, I think that'd be a fun whiplash experience. Or go in the reverse order to be super frustrated. Like watch Coco 
and then try and watch Toy Story and be like, God damn, yeah, this looks horrible. We reviewed Coco on this one. Also, it's Mary Gold's. I was thinking hmm. Mariposa because that is butterfly yes. in Spanish. Um, um, like um uh like can't get can't get away from that no matter how many speech classes. Yeah, um it's, is it's just such a convenient word. Yeah. Do you think? Well, no, it's prevalent in every language because it's like che. Che, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. What were you going to say, though, about... Uh, Coco have... is gorgeous. Yes. It's fantastic. It's so beautiful. I do not cry when I watch Toy Story. It's just a buddy cop drama. <laughs> yeah, Coco is... Oh, my God. Piercing. It is like a buddy cop drama because Woody is a sheriff and Buzz is a ranger. <laughs> yeah. And they're off, you know, fighting uh, dangerous foes that they come to terms with and all that. <laughs> it's lethal weapon. Yeah. But in plastic. Should we rate this thing? I feel like we're so hypo hypocritical that my rating's not going to match what we've said. Um, all right, should we rate on three? Okay. And we might have to meet in the in middle. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, six. Eight. Okay, seven. Okay. I say six because I appreciate it and I understand why it's important. And I think the story is pretty good. But I have no interest whatsoever to rewatch it. (laughs) I don't want to rewatch it again for a long time. And it's not not, uh, intriguing or challenging. There's nothing more to glean from a second viewing, in my opinion. I don't remember how old I was, and I think it was my cousin, but we were watching Beauty and the Beast at my grandpa's house, and he said, this looks like shit. And it was around the time of CG animation. So I wonder, um, your nieces, what they would say about this after seeing, like, even Paw Patrol, you know? Oh, God, right, yeah. Paw Patrol looks better. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, that all of these shows, the reason it's a six is because basically... As far as I'm aware, I'm pretty ignorant about computer animation history, but everybody's standing on the shoulders of Toy Story. Like, we can get this stuff because of Toy Story. Yeah. Because people took a chance on Toy Story, and it did really well. Well, yeah. And now now we're in this amazing renaissance of, like, not renaissance. Um, we're this, no longer in the renaissance. Yeah. That ended around Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, thank you. Good reference to Disney Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I say six, you say eight. I'm comfortable with going seven. Yeah. Uh, our socials are at RMR underscore podcast. Rookie Movie Reviews on Facebook and Instagram. And our email is review at gmail.com. No S. No and I have not checked that in weeks. So maybe my mom is screaming at us in the inbox about something. Oh. Deb, uh, we appreciate you. Thank yeah. you for... Thank you for your steadfast yes. listenhood. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. That was Toy Story. Yeah, tell seven. us what you want us to rate next. Yeah, go on to the top 100 and send us an email or tweet at us, even if it's not on the top 100. What's your favorite movie? We'll watch it and talk about it. Yeah. And be at odds I, with you or agree. I think we owe my friend Allie a Cats review. Okay, let's do Cats next. We'll do as a B-plot. Yeah. Cool. Cats is coming at you sometime. Sometime soon. Okay.